0: Open your mind and join me on this adventure we call life. Well, today I'm super excited. I've been anticipating, anxiously anticipating to interview Alia. And she is an amazing, amazing creatrix, empowered woman in the world, who I met personally. Uh, I first met her at a Women Speak Festival in Sedona by Casey Baker. It was an amazing event. And she flew in to DJ our dance party. And I just knew I had to connect with this woman. There was something very shamanic about things. I saw her logo and her work online. Um, and, and so uh, that began our relationship. And auspiciously, I met her husband at a conference in Mexico City. And we found out that we prayed at the same spiritual community at the Native American church. And so I was so delighted uh, to keep crossing paths. And I I really wanted to bring her on the show to show women what's possible and to to give her perspective on um, the feminine and how we can move powerfully through the world in these times and, and truly honor ourselves. So thank you so much, Aaliyah, for being here. I'm going to go, we'll go more into all of your offerings and and things later, but I just wanted to just say how much I adore you and I'm so grateful for you being on this show.
1: Oh, thank you, Robin. I'm so delighted to be here with you
0: too. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. So just a little bit about Alia. She is a globally renowned musical artist, an author, a speaker, and a women's leadership coach. She's the founder of the company Femvolution, and her mission is to empower women around the world to rise up and create a more beautiful world. She has created online and private mentoring and training programs that provide safe spaces and tangible business skills to support women leaders to reclaim their true voice, express their truth, and design and deliver their life's work, including Revolutionary Woman, Feminine Luminary and Creatrix Collective. So as an artist, Alia tours the world performing her original electronic music on stages for some of the most respected international festivals and conscious dance events. I see you all over the place, girl. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. So I guess to kind of break the ice here, I was really interested in your connection to this word creatrix. I assume many women who are listening to this podcast are new to this ideas. So can you tell us a little bit about what this word means to you and your relationship with it?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I, I love that you call this podcast um, Cosmic Creatrix. Mm-hmm. And I, I've i been really resonating with, with this word for some years now. And it's partly because of my own personal journeys into really studying the divine feminine and and the way that the sacred feminine is is, uh, such an integral aspect of what I feel is important to the evolution of our world. And, and I, I personally, uh, you know, being a very creative person, I found myself really resonating with this feminine form of creator, both from a, a spiritual perspective and also just a really kind of grounded real world perspective for me. Creatrix is the word for for the version of us that is so clear and centered in our power, our power to create whatever we want to create, to create our reality, and and she is the 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 feminine essence that is that is the source of creation, right? So, yeah. feminine energy that is that that is the that is where everything sources from and when i began to really explore my relationship to spirit source the universe goddess i really came to understand that 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 the feminine really is the source of creation and that word creatrix is is such a perfect way to express that for us and it's something that we can really inspire ourselves into, but not even to inspire ourselves into, to recognize that actually that's all already within us. It's already us. We are creatrix. We are, we are, we are that she is us. Right. And, and then I, for me, that was a very empowering realization to, to understand that then there's nothing outside of me that I need to seek in order to realize that that i'm empowered to create my life
0: yes that's so powerful i i feel very Similar as you do about the word and it especially um my path as a mother and then entrepreneur and someone healing myself from severe trauma, it's like when i found stumbled across this word, I was like yes, that's what i'm doing I'm constantly creating and and having had some non dual experiences in my life, I also relate to source consciousness as Kind of more of a feminine energy uh, a, a very fertile fertile mm-hmm. uh, mm, just a fertile burst of creation everywhere in every moment, mm-hmm. and I feel so honored to be a woman you know in this life to be embodied in that power so yes i I'm with you on that, so I would love to hear about what what has your path been like stepping into um your your self-confidence into your self-empowerment, uh, what has this journey been like for you?
1: Well, for me, this, this was not something that came easily. I I was raised in a fairly conservative environment on the, the East Coast of the United States. and And I was raised into a very traditional family and sort of traditional ideas of uh, you know traditional systems of family, religion, education, and culture, and and it it took for me. It took first starting my life path out, kind of following that more traditional, kind of conservative approach to to approaching my education, and then to my first career out of college, um, where I, I began my career as a marketing executive, and it took then doing that for some years and then experiencing a healing crisis which then really forced me to have to take a very close look at what my life was like and realizing through that journey which which took many years realizing just how how off track i had been and how much my soul was yearning for another experience and for, for the, you know, the, the unfolding and blooming that she really wanted to, to experience. And I, I was very shut down. I was very kind of, even though I was very traditionally successful, I was very cut off from my feminine side and from my creative side. And, and I was slowly dying inside as a result. And and so I had to really come to terms with that. I had to come face to face with the realization that the choices that I had been making were leading me down a path of, of illness and pain. And I had to make some changes. And and that was was that that path of of reclaiming myself, of reclaiming my life, and my my voice, and my health, and my body, and my femininity, and my, my personal power, that was something that, that took years of, of travel to, to really come to, of, of finding my way to, into different communities and different types of studies and teachers and, and spiritual, my spiritual path. And all of which contributed to this, this unraveling, to this, you know, to the peeling back the layers of the conditioning to such a degree where then, where then I came to a place of recognition inside of myself of my truth. And then from there, I was able to, to make different choices and, and, and make bolder decisions in the direction of, of the life that I actually wanted to create. And, and that was, you know, that, that happened, I would say probably over, you know, maybe 10, 15 years and it's still, it's still unfolding, you know, in a way like I I find it to be an an ever ongoing personal evolution, (laughs) you know, that, that I'm inside of. And I'm sure maybe some of you relate to that.
0: Yeah. The never ending bucket. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. That's the exciting part. It is the exciting part, right? You never actually reach a destination necessarily. It's like, um, there's just new, new realizations and recognitions and, uh, you know, a new sense of, of self. And then isn't it so beautiful? I don't know if you've experienced this, Robin, you know, when, when that happens and you become really in tune with yourself and, and, you know, your own truth. And then from there you can really navigate life in such a different way. Yeah. It just makes making decisions that much easier
0: yes and i find that 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 relationship to your own truth it it gets louder and louder and louder to the point you know where it's it's just very obvious and almost unavoidable it's like whereas things used to be able to be tolerated that uh, before is like, well, no, like now if mm-hmm. it's no, it's like, it's a no, and I can't fake it. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. You can't fake it anymore. I wish
0: I could sometimes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> right. I know. I, I became really unable to fake it. I, I, but I spent, you know, a good chunk of my, of my teens and my twenties totally faking it. And then, um, Pretending like everything was fine. And then, and then it just was like, no, it's not fine. And no, I can't fake it anymore. And I can't, I I can no longer undo what I've seen,
0: (laughs) you know? Yeah, right. I think think every woman or person gets to this tipping point that is just like, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and tired of being sick and tired, and I I want more. It's like it's an awakening, and I find for some people it's like a burning bush experience, and others it's like we're saying over time revelation after revelation, um, mm-hmm. peeling back those layers. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful and and exciting because it's like, in my experience. Although there's definitely big hurdles and and periods of initiation, it gets better and better.
1: Yes, exactly. And what I find, too, is that those hurdles and initiations, like they keep coming. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like life just gets super easy all the time, <laughs> but it's, it's more like our capacity, at least this is my experience, my capacity to navigate those times of, of initiation is greatly increased. Because I know who I am. I know what I'm made of. Mm-hmm. All of those initiations that led up to this point have deepened me. They've shaped me to the point where now my capacity to handle whatever life brings is so much greater.
0: Yes. And that really is is what people need to be looking for in a coach or a mentor, someone to hold space for you that has a deep container. And somebody can only have a deep container if they're continually meeting themselves in that way. And that's what I'm hearing from you. It's like when somebody has met themselves and deepened in that way, they can hold a lot for other people. And it's, it's really so beautiful and such a, such a privileged uh, life to, even though it's, you know, hard facing those times, and but the skillfulness just really can be translated to helping other people.
1: That's right, exactly. Yeah, our our capacity to hold space for others and the initiations that they're navigating is is also so much greater. And our because I think it's just we have a capacity for compassion. Then at that point, because we've been through so much, and we we can hold people on whatever dark night of the soul that they might be navigating.
0: Mm, Yes. And so while you were going through this process of just starting to listen to yourself, starting to make new choices, uh, did you get any pushback from people in your life that maybe wanted you to stay small?
1: Yes, I did. I, I got a lot of pushback, particularly from my father and one of my brothers to a a slightly lesser degree. Um, uh, My, my, my mom, a little bit here or there, but mostly my mom has been, um, while she may not understand all of my choices and they may not be what she would choose. She's always been quite supportive. My dad, however, he just had a, he was really, really triggered by who I was becoming. And, Mm And that was difficult. It, it, I mean, we'd always, we'd, all, we'd had a strained relationship for some time because he, on, on the narcissistic spectrum, he definitely was quite high on that spectrum, and, and uh, it, it, it created a lot of tension, and particularly as I was finding my own personal empowerment, as I was. And then I was, I was straying away from the path that, that he had laid out for me, you know, and he had, he had a particular idea of what that looked like professionally and personally. And, and as I was straying from that, because I was following my own guidance, my own truth and making decisions that looked totally crazy to him. He just, he just had, he just had no idea what to do with me and how to relate to me. And and I was increasingly stepping outside of his control and he didn't like that. And so it, it it caused strain. And and you know, that that was a very difficult long, long period. And it was one that forced me to constantly have to really check in with my own truth because I was getting so much pushback and so much objection. And really ask myself, um, am I just doing this? You know, perhaps to just be rebellious or, you know, push back against against something. and And really, getting no, this is this is my truth. And I have to, I am here to live my life. I'm not here to live someone else's life. I have to be true to myself. And thus, I experienced the fallout of that, and that was painful. But what I've come to understand was that. I maintained my own integrity. I was able to walk with my own personal integrity with myself. And that is a gift that, that I I would just never give up because it has given me such a strong foundation to grow from. And by trusting my own instincts and my own intuition, and, and really learning to trust that and, and, and not give it away to somebody else that's led me in these directions that have really really flourished for me personally. And I'm so much happier and healthier as a result of making those decisions. My body com- has completely healed you know and I'm, I'm at a, I'm in a state of grace in my life that, that was seemed really unreachable for me a long time ago. and I did that because I followed my own truth. Hmm.
0: And can you tell us a little bit more? What, what was your truth telling you?
1: Well, for one, um, it was telling me to leave my marketing career (laughs) and, and, and really go, you know, take the leap and and go for creating. I basically went in, I, I went in a couple directions. I, I, I honored the part of me that really, really wanted to learn how to skillfully hold space for other people. And I went into some very deep, deep trainings and was, I I went into a long two year long leadership training. I was facilitating a very deep transformational coursework. Um, I, that's what then evolved into coaching also. And uh, I, I, learned all kinds of modalities in order to be able to help me support other people in, in their personal transformation. That was very, very important to me as I was going through my own growth. And then uh, I was also honoring my creative parts that wanted to now have airtime. They, mm-hmm. I had been very, very creative and musical growing up and then kind of stopped that when i when i went into my career and i kind of like got serious <laughs> right out of college you know and um completely disconnected from from the creative parts of myself and they really needed a reclamation and and um and so i i took the leap into doing a a two year um masters degree in film and screenwriting i'd always had a passion for that and then actually a little bit after that was when i got my first opportunity to to dj and that so i started doing about 10 years ago i started doing the personal transformation training work about 18 years ago and the, so the musical path kind of like came out of the blue in a sense i wasn't necessarily seeking it but it found me because it was this like latent part of me that was that was ready for expression and it's bloomed in a way that i, I could not have foretold ten years ago. And and so by giving 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 myself the opportunity to have have these these different parts of me expressed, they have blossomed into into real viable, you know, career paths and opportunities to really create and and impart healing and transformation to people in the world. And that that's been extremely gratifying.
0: Yes, I hear that and I can hear it in your voice. And it just seems as you're talking, I'm feeling like I'm on your journey with you. And it just feels so like such an exciting part to finally be expressed artistically and have the world respond in the way that it has. It's so, it's such a uh, exciting, exhilarating part of your journey, it seems like.
1: Yeah, it really, really was. And, you know, I, I, I want to just, speak to this piece, because I think it's important as as something that maybe everyone can take away from this. It's, you know, at the, around that time, you know, that all of these changes were happening and I was leaving the other career and starting these other things, you know, I was also really deep in my studies of the feminine. And one of the things that really was emerging for me in that study was... The understanding of just how important our, our personal joy and radiance is and, and how much that is, that is such a innate, important expression of the feminine. And, and I made this decision that I was just going to, I was going to follow my joy. I was going to follow my joy no matter what. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I, and allow my, my innate radiance to, to begin to shine through, through the pursuit of the things that lit me up. And by making that decision, ultimately that's, that's, that was, that was my litmus test. I, I was, I would judge everything by how do I feel here? How do, how lit up or not lit up do I feel doing this thing? And music was just lighting me up and lighting me up because it was bringing so much joy to me every time I would you know be on the stage and sharing a dance set with people and sharing in that interaction that would happen between me and the the dancers and it was this just like I just I just couldn't get enough it was the elixir and by following that feeling and and I and I do that to this day. I follow that feeling, and then if I'm not feeling that feeling anymore, then I realize that I have to pivot. You know, that has led me into some just incredible directions.
0: Wow! Yes, it's so helpful for the listeners. is that that following the breadcrumb of joy. Like, where is the next joy? Where Where is this guiding me? And oh, I, I'm so happy that you brought that up because it really applies to to my life as well. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm curious who in your life was kind of somebody that was positively influencing you during this transition of you stepping away from the traditional career path into entrepreneurship and really uh, honoring the feminine in yourself. Was there anybody that was just really standing out to you that was influential on your path?
1: Yeah, I I've, I've had I've had a number of teachers and I'll, I'll highlight a, a, f- a few of them. Um, f- well, first off, there were my very first teachers and trainers. Their names are Jerry Candelaria and Guy sengstock And they, they co-created a program called the Arte experience, which was the very first uh, source. It was the birthplace of, a modality called circling, which some people might be familiar with, because it's now become it's it's spread around the globe and it's being offered through all kinds of different organizations and people. It's become like this open source technology that has that has just spread, and um, through th- they they really held space for 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 my truth. They held space for and also particularly for my self expression. Which is just to this day, I'm so deeply grateful. There was no like no no self expression was wrong, we, mm. and we, we that community really fostered a space where where we could just speak what was there and and express what was there, and obviously learn how to do it in a conscious way um, without hurting people. But so just to be really real, and that was really revolutionary for me at the time because I you know, that's just not something that I was taught. And, and I particularly, you know, I, I did not find that my feminine expression was welcome in most spaces up until that point. And, um, and particularly feminine anger, that was a place where I could express that. And, and that's not always like, you know, we don't always get places where, where we can do that and except maybe in women's circles. Right. So I really, I feel so much gratitude for those men. Uh, then moving forward, then I, I wound up following my, my study of the sacred feminine into a priestess initiation path with, um, a, a group called the 13 moons, which was, uh, channeled through by Arielle Spilsbury, a beautiful, wonderful sacred elder woman, um, and, uh really st- like sitting in initiatory experiences for a year traveling into all the different faces of the feminine and really coming to understand her at a really kind of nonverbal level which was the focus and and, and of the of those particular initiations was to kind of drop out of the mind space and more into a, a place of of um, empty presence we would call it and and that was a a really powerful next step for me in in my recognition of of my work of wanting to really empower and support the sacred feminine on the planet and really understanding how she moves in my own being you know and, and her expressions and then yeah, I've also I really want to honor actually our our shared teacher um, George mm-hmm. who who has uh, you know he created the um, Native American Church in Berkeley that we've gone and prayed at and um, George Burlstein is his name and you know just sitting sitting at that altar and really coming to understand what it means to just make a simple prayer and and really kind of like uncluttering and and uncomplicating. My life (laughs) through doing that. Tell the
0: listeners. Tell
1: (laughs) it was just. It's just been remarkable Um, (laughs) to really, to really come to understand that so much of what I was, so much of what I was creating in my life was really of my own doing and and my own insistence upon complicating matters and realizing that I didn't need to do that and, and that, um, I could come back to a really simple prayer, which is really just, you know, of, of, for happiness, like our own happiness is really what, what matters. And that's one of our greatest gifts that we can give the world.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I I love, uh, hearing about Who and how people have helped shape you into the woman that you are today because I, you know, none of us get here on our own, and it's just really moves me to the core to appreciate like these people that. Have come before us and and put out a loving hand or a kind thought or even hold that tough love for us when they're teaching. And yes, about George's uh, philosophy of the clear and simple prayer, he actually just wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of you should g- definitely go on Amazon and get it because if you can't get to a ceremony, you can definitely um, get the flavors through the book and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm making a prayer. Prayer is an intention. Making an intention. Um, that we can remember. That just yeah, it's it, it's such a relief to not have to control everything and just get down down to the nectar. We just want to be happy, love, and be loved. We want to feel good in our heart and our minds, and that's it. It's like mm-hmm. all goes along with that. Okay, cool. But let's just like keep it simple, um, so that because there's so much, there's already so much complication in the world, and when I go there, I feel. Oh, just such a relief. It's just such a relief. It is.
1: Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. I know. I also want to plug his book, Clear and Simple Prayer. It's uh, it's really a beautiful transmission that will definitely suffice if you can't go sit with George. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I do recommend, there's people that come all the way from Egypt to sit there. It's, mm. it's such a privilege that we, we get it right here.
1: I know. Amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I would love to hear what are your current offerings? What are you, what is really juicy for you right now? What is exciting you right now?
1: Thank you for asking. Well, I, I, I continue to, on, on the musical path, I'm continuing to, uh, to share music with, with various audiences and that's still really lighting me up and mm-hmm. I still have lots of fun opportunities to play for people around the world. I just came back from Europe. Um, where i played some dates and that was amazing hmm. and um i i do so i i came out with uh, an album called feminine medicine volume one which is a set of collaborations between me and other female artists and some men too love it oh so, thank you so
0: thank you my daughter does too <laughs>
1: oh amazing yay um yeah. Yeah. And so, you yeah, know, that's a real, you know, for me, that's a real sacred feminine transmission. And then there's also a remixes album of that album, uh, which are out, uh, you can find them on places like Spotify and, and, uh, Apple music and whatnot. And, um, I am working on the next volume, but it's been a bit of slow going because I, I hit a little bit of burnout after that, that first release, those two releases And I needed some space away from, from producing music, but I just got really kind of reinvigorated around it. So I suspect I'll be moving up, moving forward on that. (laughs) And, um, yeah, there's some wonderful new collaborations there that I'm really excited to share. And then, um, I'm also, I've been, I released a, a program called revolutionary woman this year and I'm doing another round of that. And, um, I'm working on a book also called revolutionary woman mm-hmm. and um, I'm really yeah, excited for that. And then I've got a couple of other memoirs that are, are um, really kind of scratching at me to be, to be written. Um, so yeah, those are kind of, that's a taste of, of what I'll probably be working on moving forward over the
0: next year. Oh, it sounds so juicy. I can't wait. I can't wait to read that book. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I would love to hear from you. Like, if if maybe, like, if there was one piece of advice that you could give to a woman listening to this who is just yearning to be expressed, is just yearning to um, step into her leadership, what what would you tell her? What would what could what's a takeaway that she could have today?
1: Yes, thanks. That's such a great question. I would I would offer. To step into your leadership, to me, what that looks like is, is really getting really clear on what your truth is, and then learning how to be brave and courageous to share it. Mm. To me, that's really that's that's authentic leadership. It, leadership is not it's not putting on a uh, you know a, a leader mask. Or are you know a type of armor that's like, now I'm the leader. You know, I have to I have to present myself in a particular way. I have to, you know, look good and and um, present myself just so you know so that people will see me just this way. I think that's a really outdated mode of leadership, and that's um, that's we see that a lot on display with our. I think our political leaders, <laughs> and uh, you know, probably most of the you know leaders of major companies and whatnot. But I think what's emerging is a, a new form of leadership, and and that to me, that is it. It's more feminine leadership, which is about actually just being human, being connected, connecting around our humanness, um, practicing compassion and love and understanding and acceptance and inclusion and non-competition and, and, and inviting people to be leaders with you, not to be above people, but to be leaders together, to stand for something, to really, um, really practice what you believe and speak what you believe. And, you know, obviously, that courage and bravery is required because so many of us are so afraid of what people will think or say or do, and and how they might reject us, or you know maybe those trolls online will write something oh horrible, God. right? You know, and I mean you know that some of that's real. I I won't I, I won't um, beat around the bush around that, right? But mm-hmm. but when we are really connected to who we are and 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 the truth of our hearts. And we speak from that place and and not try to be anything other than we are. Um, you know, that really comes through. It really comes through. Um, yeah, it's it, this, this theme of truth is really something that I'm also working with. And I'm actually creating a women's leadership retreat that I'm um, leading in July called Truth and Grace. And... And it's, it, you know, this is really like being truth aligned leaders, I think is the wave of the future. It's, it's really what's going to cause the, the kinds of shifts that, that I think our world
0: really needs. Yes, absolutely. I agree with everything you said. I've been studying feminine leadership In my master's degree and it's, it's it's so, it's, it's just so the thing that's happening right now, whether we like it or not, but getting back to this, this process that you're recommending of women really sitting with themselves and finding, navigating and finding their own truth. Mm -hmm. um, what is a process that you could recommend, and you can take a moment to think about it, but what is a process that you could recommend that somebody can do you know when they when they turn this podcast off? What's a way that they can um, practically work and access work with and access their truth
1: yeah i think I think really simply it's about. It's about carving out that space to to really sit with yourself mm. and and tuning out the input that comes from the external environment even you know even from our most you know loving supporters, our partners or family members you know who who really want to see us succeed, um, they may have particular ideas about what that looks like and and they might sound good, but maybe they're not the right ones for you. And so I really think that the, the most important thing to do is to is to remove yourself, go get quiet. Maybe it's go sit in nature, go take a little retreat if you can afford that, you know. Um, and, and you're right in your journal, um, Do you know, do what's necessary in order to really come into attunement with with your own soul and and allow her to speak through you and and then glean from that what what that truth is and what the right next step is for you and it might mean perhaps doing the opposite of what the people who love you think you should do it might mean um, having to do the unpopular thing, say the unpopular thing, you know. Um, but you'll know it's right because you'll feel the resonance in your own body. And I think actually that, that would be another important step, another tangible thing you could do is, is really, like, if, if this is hard for you, if you're not sure how to do this, go, go get support, go find a teacher who maybe is teaching embodiment, and connection to your own body. Your body is is really, if you know how to listen to her, she is totally telling you what you need to know. She's going to give you signals. You're going to be able to learn to identify yes or no. And she'll tell you what's right. And if you if you make her the most important source of information for you, you will not be led astray.
0: so powerful and so true. Man, my body talks really loud, really, really loud to me. Very sensitive. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. and, And so many people... It's like don't feel bad if you're disconnected from your body. Like it's so many people. It's just it's we're all in a state of cultural trauma. Totally. So we all have to do this inner work of unwinding and and reconnecting with what is sacred in our beings, in our bodies. Yes.
1: Totally. I love that you said that, Robin. Yeah, we're 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 all disconnected on some level, Mm -hmm. and. And that, like you said, it's a, it's a cultural thing. It's a societal thing. It's, it's, we're we're not, we're not raised and bred and led to, to our body wisdom. That's just, that's not how I was raised. And I had to learn that. I really had to learn that. And part of, you know, part of how I learned that was because I was given a trauma that I had to then confront and then realized that my body was, had probably been trying to inform me for quite some time, but I was, I was just disconnected and not paying attention. And, and then I had to learn how to pay attention and, and, you know, not all of us have to be given healing crises or traumas in order to have to do that. And some of us who maybe have been asleep for a while are then given those opportunities and they wake us up. and. Um, And so that's maybe also, if if you're going through currently some sort of, you know, personal uh, trauma or healing crisis or breakdown of some kind, that might be a way to relate to it, is to, to, instead of um, looking at it like, oh gosh, why is this happening to me? Instead, look at it like, you know, ask yourself, well, why would this be happening for me? How could I listen? How could I pay attention to what this is showing me? And then heed heed the message and, and actually make the changes required in order to get on the right track.
0: Yeah, so good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alia, for coming on the show and sharing all of that. That deep wisdom and that lived truth that you're that you're shining in the world, I so so appreciate seeing powerful women who have come before me, who have more experience, and who are holding space for for other for the next generations to come and rise. I love what you said about um, inviting other people to lead with you. That it's not like this top down pyramid. And so I just so appreciate you and women like you. Thank you so much.
1: Mm. Oh thank you love so much I appreciate so much what you're doing as well and the way that you're you're inviting women to to rise in in everything that you're creating and uh this is what it takes each of us stepping in to create spaces for for others to to find their
0: their own expression of leadership yes. thank you for what you're creating oh, it's 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 so Exciting. And, and honestly, the, the, the healing of the sisterhood is is very much uh, in full force right now. It, it doesn't come totally natural to me to step out of the competition paradigms. This is something that I've had to learn over and over again. it being be put in my lap and and it really, really the the feminine, the goddess calling me to heal those sisterhood wounds and to grab this other sisters and bring them up with me. And I feel it's such an, it's an honor as I'm learning to soften those edges and to be one among many. It's just really, this is an exciting time for me to, to get to play even just a tiny part in in helping someone else shine because we need the, we all need each other's medicine mm-hmm. yeah. so how can people get a hold of you how, let our listeners know where they can find you what's the best way to get in touch with you if they want to uh, work with you or follow your work
1: Thank you yes you can find me at my my website is probably the most comprehensive place it's um frequency f-r-e-q-u-e-n-c-y aliafrequency.com and there you can find information both on um, my, my women's leadership coaching and programs and then also on my music and my writing and various various forms of expression and I'd love to hear from you it'd be wonderful
0: Yeah, awesome, and we'll put all of that in the show notes. You can also find all that in the show notes. So, yes, with that, I would like to close out with you sharing with us um, what is your noble purpose. I know we've touched on it, but just to close it out with a bang, what is your noble purpose?
1: Mm, I love that phrase, noble purpose. (laughs) My noble purpose is to uplift and empower women all over the world Mm -hmm. into recognizing their power and their gifts and their beauty
0: Mm -hmm. well you're doing it you're doing it sister thank you so Mm -hmm. much I can't wait to see all the wonderful things that you're going to be creating in the future Um, I love you thank you for coming on the show
1: love you too thank you so much thanks for listening everyone
0: Thanks for listening to the Cosmic Creatrix Podcast. I hope that this episode has touched you in some kind of way. You can definitely support us by going ahead and subscribing and leaving a bomb review. This will help us reach more women and impact worldwide. And I'd love to connect with you more on Instagram around topics of healing and conscious entrepreneurship. So follow me on Instagram at @robinriveraignites. And if you like to see how I work with people, go ahead and check out my website, RobinRiveraIgnites.com. Join us next week for more feminine wisdom, inspiration, and practical tools for the modern day magical woman. See you next time.